0: easy to use it's easy to deploy.
1: ETS is a premier IBM business partner. When you are
2: leveraging your data effectively you're in a position to leverage the cloud more effectively. Delivering
3: you the very best in servers and storage. Hello 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 we're doing yet another IBM podcast today's subject is data protection. Um, It's actually one of two that we're doing um I encourage you to listen to the second one. Uh, we're going to be spending a little bit of time talking about some of the really unique things that are happening in the area of data protection, some of the cool things that uh, you can be doing and um, you ought to be doing because they're big benefits. So we've got a great uh, cast, uh, crew, uh, group today together. We're going to actually walk around and introduce who we've got on the phone today.
1: Hey, Tim Conley, Principal at ATS Group, been in data protection for 25 plus years.
2: Greg Tevis, I'm with Cobalt Iron and been 38 years in backup and data protection and storage.
0: Steve White, I am with IBM and I've had 23 years as a customer in the backup space and 10 years uh, as an IBMer um, looking at it from the uh, the other side of the house
3: and i'm uh, tom sullivan i've got uh, 35 years with ibm uh, focusing on data and use of data and i run the best practices group in ibm so today's obvious if you hadn't heard it it's uh, it's about data protection uh but um besides the amount of years we've heard you know 25 years 38 35 we got a lot of years a lot of uh, capital e experience um we've been working together for um quite a while in terms of partnering and and, and doing a lot of work with clients uh, to talk about that, Tim, and your relationship with Coldwater as well?
1: Sure. Much like Steve, I used to be a customer way back in the day for an insurance company and then um, joined IBM for several years and then started ATS uh, a little over 19 years ago. Um, and as an IBM business partner, I've been doing data protection solutions around the IBM portfolio for uh, a long time, 19 years. Um, partnering with uh, uh, Greg and Cobalt Iron over the last couple of years, bringing some of the automation and uh, great things that they can provide as far as solutions, uh, go around data protection
3: i mean colwood you've been a, a global partner of ours and a great one for for a really long time and Tim, you know ats i mean we uh the partnership is a little d- deeper than normal i mean we're in your facility all the time we do demonstrations um but you're the kind of the skills and the, the experience that we use quite often in this market to uh to implement things that whether they be easy which um quite often they're not, uh, but even the, the real important things, the tough ones like moving to cloud, data protection, yep. et cetera.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Over the last 19 years we've been partnering with IBM. And um, as you mentioned, we have a innovation center uh, outside of Philadelphia. So we have the ability to have uh, infrastructure. We can do testing, uh, resiliency testing, um, DR testing for some customers around the ability to do it themselves. Uh, but really what you're getting at is from an experience perspective. So we have gosh, probably over 75, 80 customers strictly around data protection uh, solutions and pain points and, you know, going in and helping uh, through solutions and enhancements to their environments because, you know, every three, four or five years, customers are redoing it. So, you know, over 20 years, you know, that might happen four times within a customer, right? So uh, we have a lot of customers coming back to, you know, relook at things. And in our prior podcast, we we're talking about shiny new nickels and, and whatnot. So uh, a lot of customers are looking at new things these days.
3: Yeah, I mean, you actually, I mean, one of the things that I really appreciate from that, the IBM side is you, you take the risk out of it for clients. I mean, doing anything new is it's risky, right? It's new. It's risky, and there's, there's apprehension, and you guys remove all those.
1: It's like there's white papers out there, which is great. You know, whiteboarding is pretty cool. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all about experience, bringing what what works at our other customers to our, our net new customers and, and vice versa, right? Just bringing that experience. And Greg, you're living that too. I mean, you see that same.
2: Yeah, exactly. And ATS is such a great partner. I worked 36 years with IBM and I retired to join Cobalt Iron because I was so excited about what they're doing in the enterprise data protection world. And I worked with ATS from the IBM side and from Cobalt Iron. Absolutely. We just are... You know go hand in hand with the ats group and transform use ibm technologies to transform customers experiences
3: great so i want to i want to actually poke at experience a little bit i mean we're going to we're going to take you from um i'll say the past but kind of like what the the, the norm or the, the the status quo is today to really the future um and i'll, and I'll share some data points i mean we uh We did a study um, about five years ago, spent $12 million actually looking at clients' data in just tremendous amount of uh, levels of detail. Uh, And we were focused on data protection. Let me share some data points with you. 23% of clients had um, no capacity planning whatsoever, which meant, I guess they were just hoping they had enough data and showed up on money they didn't have it, they'd buy more, right? Probably not the best thing to be doing, but 23% no capacity planning really one that really scares me was 70% of customers had no data catalog. So it means they have got a lot of data, but they just have who knows what it might be. Right. Um, 90% had no documentation. So I guess if you left, the new guy would be on his own to figure it out for himself. That's, that's not positive. And then the, the scary one is uh, 30% of uh, clients actually had an archive process. You know, that's, that's kind of frightening. Cause when we think about some of the new things that uh, data protection can do, whether it be so you know, leveraging 30%, 30% th- was had, it that high? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> of the 1200 that we asked, I mean, so, but, but yeah, so 30% had one, which meant, let's do the math on that 70% did not have one. So that's, that's kind of scary, right? Um, that's, that's vulnerable. And by the way, th- this is, this is in, in an environment where, you know, data protection was easier I'm not saying easy but it's, it was easier for sure because you were you're were backing things up on a daily basis maybe a weekly a monthly basis on a year so it was on an accounting cycle but now there's there's bad people out there you know there's that are literally trying to get at your data whether it be on your premise or maybe, maybe you've moved to the cloud they're trying to get theirs um, so um let's talk about uh, We'll just like just like let's make it real let's talk about you know yep. some life experience where things just went bad. Um, it's kind of negative, and then maybe share some war stories on like how things, you know how we save the day, you know, so Tim maybe yeah, it.
1: sure. So one of my great war stories is you know dating myself, but my first DR test uh, as a backup administrator went to IBM Sterling Forest up in New York. Yep. thought I had all my my eggs in um, all ready to go. think it was going to be a total success. Now, this is one reason why you should do DR tests because you learn things, right? I was doing a single Oracle instance restore, started the backup, or started the restore, excuse me. Uh, Things are going, mountain tapes. I start doing the math. I'm like, damn, this thing's gonna take 90 hours to restore a single Oracle database. I'm like, "Mm, I gotta go back to the drawing board. Right. Right. Just not good, not good.
3: I've, I've actually funny i've actually heard other other plans are like if, when things go bad let's meet at the mcdonald's for breakfast and figure uh, out what we're going to do and normally it's update my resume because yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> probably what i'm going to be doing all well,
2: so, the time i've got to tell tim i'm very impressed that he did a dr test that's what i yeah, out. that's of that. what i'm that's saying
3: very rare <laughs> So uh, how about you, do we get any war stories? Oh, that-
2: plenty of war stories. Uh, three parts of my uh, career um, are pertinent to this discussion. One is I ran a whole data center by myself, um, including backups for about six years. And then um, then I cer- certainly 25 years as a vendor, storage and backup products, and then delivering those. And then last 15 or 20 years, spent a lot of time in the field with customers, oh, 100, 100 or more year to year, every year. And... Um, yeah, a lot of experiences. Of some, one of the funniest ones that comes to my mind, Tom, is uh, I was running a data center and my uh, manager, in his infinite wisdom, we had a individual that was my backup that uh, re- uh, went to another company, wasn't a competitor, he just chose a different job. My manager went into the uh, data center and hit the EPO button. And so I had the joy of uh, experiencing my own DR test. Um, luckily, I was able to get up all my MVS and VM and Unix systems, but uh, it took a while. So it's all about recovery and uh, focusing on recovery.
3: You know, it's funny you say the, the guy hit the EPO button. Uh, um, the, the big reasons why things would go bad in the past generally were it was was a person, right? Yeah, like the person would take the data down. That was like usually the number one. So it was it was it was user operational
2: error. And the other big one was. Um, fire was another was another big one um but I, yeah i had another good one i came into my data center and if you've never smelled the beauty of burning media um my head it was an old 3350 removable platter 300 megabytes wow and uh boy oh boy that's a different smell that you don't want to have and you walk in your data center but the head decided to plow into the media but, Another DR test.
3: And the other the other big one, the third biggest was uh, in the past was catastrophic failure. So if you thought about it, I mean, back in the day, I mean, we're all, f- everything's flash these days, thank God, because things don't move. But disk drives, I mean, laws of physics, and we're placing platters really tight, and we're spinning them as fast as we can, and we got heads reading them, and something's going to go wrong. <laughs> you know, physics yep. will eventually catch up with you, and it, and it normally did. And it didn't have, uh, 30% had a backup archive process, and 70% did not Things went bad, and you met at McDonald's yep. and updated the resumes. So, Steve, um, any personal war? Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, there's there's plenty of, of stories, but you know, as you two noted, the, the biggest one is, is dr. You know, it's dr. Testing, which we would do, you know, regularly, and you know that's where the pressure is, and that's you know where <laughs> where it uh, you know matters, and, and
2: you learn a lot too, and, huh? and
0: absolutely. So, if you know folks out there are not doing that type of thing um you know they're going to be in for a surprise so you definitely have to, to exercise that and and you know make sure your processes work
3: yeah i mean so it sounds like we've all got scrapes and uh, bumps uh, in this space I and mean, then hopefully we've all had you know, that day where we were the hero and brought the data back uh, so a lot of experience at the table um the um there's a lot going on now that's that's changed data production quite a bit. Let's, let's talk about what are the big things that you're all seeing that's different out there.
1: Yeah, I'd say uh, ransomware certainly is the most recent one, right? Uh, so it brings DR testing or DR planning full circle, right? Before, we were always concerned about, oh, the building's blowing up, so I got to take my stuff elsewhere, restore it. The paradigm's completely different now because you're now restoring on-prem because uh somebody locked your data up and you can't get at it so either going to pay the ransom or you're going to try to restore your data on-prem which typically is what isn't what you would uh, design your solutions around so it's some very interesting things we've learned in the last four or five six months in a couple of our customers where they got hit with ransomware for you know multi-million dollar penalties that they're not going to pay uh, and spent you know weeks and some in case months uh, trying to restore data that they just weren't prepared to do that, that type of restore
2: yeah I- Thought Tim that you had mentioned that that had happened, and I've heard that from in the last four months also from another partner with another customer that got wiped out. So I think that's three that I know of in the last four months.
3: And the the costs are astronomical. I mean, and you you compare them to like things like drug abuse, etc. I mean, it's it's bigger these days, uh, and um, they're hitting everybody. They're like the top industries are finance. Um, another big one is health. But you don't, you don't hear a lot about health because. They just pay. They just pay the money because they, you know, EMR systems are being locked up, PAC systems are being knocked down, surgery centers are being locked out. Imagine that. I mean, your life or yeah. death, you know, situations. And then the big ones. There's probably not a retailer out there that we haven't read about recently that are, that are, that are getting hit. You know, so these are people that, are, that know what they're doing. You know, with with data protection, but nonetheless, um, bad people are, you know, are out there, and they're and it's not really you know a question of. Um, when uh, it's actually I'm sorry not a question of if it's going to happen it's a question of when it's going to happen so ransomware absolutely
2: so Tom I wanted to bring up another point around your metrics you mentioned a lot of painful looking metrics and to my mind that jumped out that another issue uh, to your next question is what's going on what's different with backup administrators these days and that is they're just swamped and you know, whether it's uh, trying to understand technologies, whether it's trying to deal with more data growth, more tools, more technology, more complexity. They used to be experts on one or two backups, uh, procedures and products. Now it's like they've got dozens of products to keep, you know, try to control everything they're doing. And humans it's to be for mere mortals. These guys are great and girls are great, but for mere mortals, enterprise backups becoming almost undoable. And so that's why Cobalt Iron Compass, for instance, we focus on automation to start taking that as well as that security and some of these other major, major issues. Um, but that just jumped out to me when you're reading those stats. It's like, oh, boy. And it's come down to those poor storage administrators just swamped.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's funny, I you, you bring up uh, Compass. I've read a lot about that. It seems like a really cool product and, and you can do some really unique things around automation. So. Talk to me why automation is important today. Like what,
2: why? Yeah, I think it comes back to what I was just starting to bring up. I think the storage admins jobs are, you know, they're just overwhelming. Uh, You think about all the different, you know, asset management, capacity management, performance management, all those things that you were talking about, DR plan, wow, that doesn't even get up, trickle up to the top, you know, 10% of priority. Um, There's just so many tasks that sh- can and should be automated and they are by compass and so we just compass takes away those uh, administrative pains points and um, helps the brutal life of the storage administrator improve so they can focus more on business outcomes more on their strategy more on delivering of premier it services
3: so compass i mean if you haven't looked at it it's you need to look at it. it's a great product uh, it- Automation is, is the future. It's anticipating, looking at the work, uh, anticipating the work, and actually taking action against the work. Um, and is, as you said, if people are busy. It's just they're not going to do these things, and you're going to get hit and have a, and have a have a difficult time. So um, talk more about. Um, you've got a lot of experience, Tim. Talk about um, experience, like you know what what your organization brings you know to the table to to help people make choices and. And one of the things you said uh, earlier at lunch was funny. You used the term uh, a shiny nickel and, and you you talked about it. And when you, when you read brochures today, I mean, you, you read this stuff and you're like, wow, it does everything. This is great. It's easy. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, from a person that's actually living it every day, delivering SLAs for clients, like you recognize a shiny nickel and like shiny nickels, like all of us do, but you also recognize, you know, how to poke at things. And is it real or is it not real?
1: That's a good point, Tom. So I think taking all that experience over 20, 25 years, you've kind of learned the things that you need to know on a daily basis, what things should be operational, how do they operate, um, not only for on-prem, but off-prem, and now the cloud is a big thing, right? I have a lot of customers that are going to the cloud in some form or fashion, and it's fascinating to me if you talk to the, we'll call it the on-prem folks, right? um and they say i'll ask them hey how, what are you backing up in the cloud or how are you doing it?" I, I don't know i don't know those folks are just moving stuff to the cloud and people don't have that um experience the folks that are working on cloud workload or you know standing up some compute they're any concerned about the compute uh perspective or storage or you know is it going to perform properly backups are, are absolutely the last thing they think about and sometimes they don't even think about it. it's fascinating to me um but from an experience perspective bringing that um uh, knowledge over 20 years uh, to play for the customers so we know what what they should be doing how they should be doing it and then nothing think comes in handy with the shiny new nickels so you know you, you read through it you understand it sometimes we'll test those products um, and and really shoot holes into you know what they're claimed to be or you have so much experience and it's not just uh, ats but you know other firms and companies and even product vendors right uh, you know what to ask them and then when you get that uh, deer in the headlight look you know you kind of stump them and what they're pitching to you is really not what it is.
3: Yeah, I, um, you know, it, it's funny we use the word governance, automation, process. You know, thirty percent had a process. Um, it, it, you know, in the past, it was on a cycle: daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. Now, if you look at data, data is everywhere. I mean, you know, when people have moved their email systems to different providers, people have moved files to different places not always the IT organization that's doing the movement. There's user departments actually moving the data and and things like words like SLAs, they don't know what those words are. They just know that my system's working really good in this cloud, I love it, blah, 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 but have never really read or even thought about loss of data, they just assume they never will. I mean, so that kind of talks about like multi-cloud. You know, you probably not just one, most customers have five, you know, on average, right, for those reasons, Talk to me about like working with different cloud vendors and uh, the good parts of that and then the things you need to think about from a data protection perspective as well.
1: Um, that's a good question, Tom. So many customers are doing multi-cloud things and some of them call their own stuff private cloud. So that might be one of them. Then you have your your major vendors, right? So a lot of the products, the shiny new nickels we're seeing out there are vendors that are taking like say AWS uh, uh, services that are available in our catalog and just put a wrapper around it, right? Um, sometimes are good, right? Because, you know, Amazon doesn't give you uh, clear-cut solutions. They just give you parts and pieces and they count on you to go do that, which is kind of interesting. That's how it used to be 25 years ago, right? Things matured on-prem now in, in the cloud world. They're giving you parts and pieces. you are going back to where we used to be to have to tie these things together and make them solutions. So some of these shiny nickels are good because they're taking those uh, disparate parts and pieces from these cloud vendors and uh, putting them into a nice little uh, wrapper that you can actually consume. Um uh, And then multi cloud stuff is important, because you you just brought up a great point, right? So I have one customer that has like, say, an HPC grid. So it's not the infrastructure folks that are deciding where to put that. It's the application folks, I'm taking my grid to the cloud. They're not even talking to the on prem infrastructure folks or other folks that may have moved things to Amazon or Azure or something like that. They're moving their stuff maybe to Google. Right, so you're right. There's a lot of disparate uh, things happening within an organization to move to a different clouds. So you got to tie thing, those things together.
2: Greg, what's, what's your experience in that? Yeah, that's one of the major focuses, and one of the many benefits of Compass is that it doesn't matter where that data is. It could be in the cloud. It could be on premise. It could be file systems. It could be NAS devices. It could be high performance computing data data mines. The backup of those workloads is experience through the single uni- unified interface, uh, which is a compass commander. So yeah, it's a it's a new experience. That's a part of that business outcomes. The focus of compass is really to deliver a way to un, uh, get your arms around all of those things, the data and data protection and the operations and the infrastructure needed to protect it all that sort of just gets automated and delivered uh, as a service. And that's part of the many values of, of compass.
3: Now let's um, let's talk about some like really positive things that we're seeing as well, and some real leadership that uh, that we're all witnessing and actually executing on. Um, let's see, we'll poke at you a little bit. Um, you know, analytics and and reuse of data. Um,
0: what what excites you
3: about those things?
0: Well, I mean, as the um, you know the application folks, and you know the evolution too is the roles, right? The hats. Who who has the hat? Who has the backup hat? Who has the you know, so VMware, you know, it's been around, you know, for for forever. So, you know, everybody's protecting it. Everybody, um, you know, has their hands in it. But who, who, you know, who are you going to relinquish the the power to 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 you know control that? You know, the VM admins, you know, they could create stuff. Um, but you know, when you look at the old production support, you know, and that control over. You know making sure everything uh the service levels are met you know retention policies are met you know that that kind of gets really muddied when you get all these different hands doing things on their own um and, and, I, and yeah well, I,
3: I would, that's a good point i would i would think too like the vm was really hot you know when people first you know began to support that everybody's like oh this is the greatest thing you know it's it, it's it was solving a lot of problems but it's kind of a check in the box, and but everybody, every product has that. Everybody's doing that. That's nothing awesome. I mean, it's the, it's the automation, it's the governance work, the analytics, the reuse of data. That's really where this is shifted to. So yeah.
2: I, I think like Steve was saying, um, you know, when you start having those different environments and you start, businesses start losing control of what's happening and what I call data governance, data discipline, that sort of slips away. You've mentioned VMware. Same thing with cloud, right? It's Containers. Like, yeah, you know. container. And and it's like, okay, everyone's doing a little thing here, a little thing there. It's like, hold it. Everyone stop. Because at the same time, we have this massive security exposures and risks that are growing that we talked about earlier. How do you get your arms around that? And that's really what, what Compass is trying to do. Give you, a, a, you know, a first rate premier IT service for your enterprise backup. You automate the, the painful operations and tasks that administrator has to do you do it for workloads wherever they exist you do it in a multi-cloud environment you add deep deep layers of security so you not only reduce the risk of, of security exposures you eliminate them because we close down with compass that access to backup servers to operating systems to storage devices so all of those things are combined and delivered as a service which has really been a focus of of cobalt iron compass
3: so there, would you know if that were to say I love it. I I want it. Like talk to me about a compass experience. I I purchased a product. How do I buy it? Um, And then how do I start getting the benefits that we're talking about?
2: So I'll, I'll jump in here and I'll, I'll pull in uh, my, yeah, this is definitely meant to Steve uh, and and Tim's because the compass experience is very different than any backup or storage product that people and vendors consume and sell. Why I say that is uh, the experience is about successful business outcomes And that's not just leading up. That successful business outcome doesn't end at the sale. That's the beginning of the beauty of the Compass experience. Why do I say that? It's because Compass is an automated um, software as a service platform delivering enterprise backup. It's monitoring. It's analyzing 24 hours a day. It's optimizing for workloads constantly. Any backup product or storage product is really pretty static if you look at it, unless it's being someone has to go in and configure it to do something different. Compass is a service that's automatically adjusting itself, automatically having every day or every two weeks, actually having new analytics put into it, having additional automation put into it, having best practices, any optimizations are happening on an ongoing basis. So as when well. you
3: say when you say monitoring, like so is it doing the heat maps against the data, like looking at like the high use data, the non-use data, the that's one of many, use?
2: That's one of many things it does. It's looking at the entire monitoring, the entire in backup infrastructure, and the backup operations. So that includes operating systems that are running, backup tooling software that's running, Compass itself, storage devices, compute devices, cloud services. All of those things are being monitored for health, um, performance, capacity, um, and and any other indications like ransomware activity or indications um, that's happening constantly. Um, Tom, I didn't answer your, your question back on um, how do we? What's the experience with customers? So. Cobalt Iron Compass goes hand in hand with IBM, the IBM team and IBM Technologies and with ATS as our partner. And the experience is that the customer, we will sit down, understand, I think uh, Tim was mentioning this earlier, sit down, understand the the customer's environment, understand what their strategies are, their service level requirements, their networks, their existing resources, uh, people resources and their strategies, what their cloud strategy is, for example, and then we d- design and configure and deliver Compass for that. And it, we go hand in hand with uh, ATS. And that that experience is ongoing. It doesn't end at the sale. It just begins. Compass starts monitoring all the time. And um, Compass is the best friend of, of any customer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd jump in there and say, like, from our perspective, we talked about shiny new nickels quite a bit today, right? Um, so we were we have a backup as a service as a company. And have probably over 18, 19, 20 customers doing over about, 12,000, 13,000 nodes uh, backing up daily. So, again, that experience allows us to do that. It's a great piece of line of business for us. But automation became key. You know, I can go hire 20 more people, but that's really not the business I want to be in, right? I want to be able to automate. So when we were starting to look at shiny new nickels for our own uh, consumption, that's how we came across cobalt iron, Uh, started looking into it. And, again, it's that experience about Uh, asking questions of the vendor and getting uh, great responses. You clearly knew right up front, they knew what they were talking about. Um, So that's why we decided to partner with these guys over the last couple of years. And it's one of our go-to solutions that we're bringing to our customers because it is a shiny nickel that actually works, which is key for us for our backups of service uh, and other solutions we're trying to pitch to our customers, including uh, the newest and latest great stuff with the cloud.
3: Yeah, I mean, you're you're a next customer, so you appreciate the value. You're a user of the product, so you and and a person using it that has to deliver the SLAs. Because you know, if they don't deliver the SLAs, you don't get paid, right? Yep. So, yep. It, in fact, it impacts your business yep. quite a bit. Um, so that's that's a that's a nice endorsement. Yeah. I think cu- you
1: know customer satisfaction is is the reason we're in business. We have a hundred percent customer satisfaction. I that might sound kind of a. Uh, uh, yeah right that's not possible but it is i mean we haven't lost a customer due to performance so customers choose us and stay with us because of that so when we're out looking for solutions you know we got to pick the right one because um, i can't afford to lose customers
3: you and it's it's not just about losing customers too you've got a long term history like 18 plus years with these clients so it's a, it's a it's a long tenure now steve i mean obviously like what we're motivated from an ibm perspective is we want to obviously protect the data right we want to keep the bad guys out and then we we really want to take it to the next level and um you know if, if you haven't evaluated uh, data protection recently um you, you got to look at ibm products you got to look at our partners uh like ats cobalt iron because we're doing some really extraordinary things with um with data and 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 protecting it and, and the, the two of those things have actually merged uh, you know, we did a, a study of CEOs uh, years ago, um, in fact, just re, years ago, recently, and there are 15 things that they talked about in terms of data, like ranking number one on the, the list of CEOs was, I want to know my customers, you know, which means I want to understand my customers from a data perspective, number one on their list. Reuse of um, data, is shockingly, of, of the 15 was ranked 13th, uh, 14th. So you think, kind of doesn't make sense. Wouldn't that be connected, right? And, um, you know, the things that we're doing now at IBM is, you know, in addition to inclusiveness, you know, working with any uh, vendor, working with any cloud, working with any type of information, whether it be files, containers, you know, unstructured data, et cetera, um, it's inclusive. Um, like we want to actually bring data and data protection to the next level. So um, we'll conclude on um, what I'm going to recommend you doing, you know, from my experience is reach out to ATS, you um, they're going to walk you through um, an experience that uh, will make you comfortable, reduce you know your the odds of the risk uh, of, of, of making a decision, and then bring the benefits that uh, data protection solutions that you know come from IBM and Cobalt Iron now provide to you. Uh, Steve, well, I'm sorry, Tim. Why don't we um, actually just finish on that? Talk about they make that phone call to you all, and um, what happens? Like what's
1: Yeah, great question. I'd say it's a very easy experience. Uh, Give us a call. As Tom mentioned, we'll bring you through our our process and procedure. Very easy to do. Uh, We've been doing this a long time. So we know things to what what to talk about, what to cut to the chase, what are your pain points? And what are you really looking to achieve? Uh, I think a lot of our customers, maybe every one of them, and I'm not really kidding about this, are not overly happy with their data protection solutions today. A lot of it's self-inflicted pain points, either budgets that don't uh, you know, put the time and effort and money into the infrastructure they have today, uh, or maybe they're just going through backup administrators, so you never really have that skill, uh, and skills being diminished in the industry as far as backup and recovery go. Um, so again, um, give us a call. We'll go through that. It's uh, very easy to go through that. Uh, and again, we're bringing experience of not just white paper stuff that sounds pretty cool. We're bringing solutions that work uh, for customers uh, that are very much like yourself.
3: And I think, I think, you know, Greg, you kind of touched on it. Like, you know, people are hesitating to, to take that leap because the the lack of skills, the lack of experience, um, you don't want to do that. You want to, you want to make sure your data is protected. It's the most important uh, thing in your enterprise. In fact, it's rated as more important and more valuable than gold and, and, and oil these days. So data is where it's at. But but more importantly, you want to, you want to take advantage of what data protection, modern data protection solutions can afford to you. And you want to take advantage of uh, the things that make your life easier. I mean, the automation, the governance, the, the decisioning that you can't possibly make regardless of how many people you have you know, or your skills. I mean, let's automate and modernize this. So uh, with that, uh, I want to thank the panel and uh, I want to encourage uh, you, those that are listening, to, to reach out and talk to people with an awful lot of experience and can bring benefits very quickly to any organization the story is in the data. This is Storage Stories Podcast. Thanks for listening.